Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. Happy March. <laughs> where did it, where did February, where's January and February gone? 2023 moves rapidly. All right, today we're going to talk about personal branding, what you're probably doing wrong, and how to get it right. In episode 175, I talked about articulating your brand on your resume. And the link to that episode is in the show notes if you want to take a look and take a listen to that. So this is not going to be a repeat of that. I want to come at it from a different angle. Today, I want to delve into the three biggest mistakes that I see people making in their attempts to brand themselves. One of the things we like to say in in our business is it's very difficult to read the label of the bottle that you're in, meaning that we tend to be so mired in our own story and so inside of ourselves that we can't see ourselves with objectivity and and perspective. And so having someone else help you with this, if at all possible, someone like me, there are people who specialize just in branding. It's such an important piece. And I'm going to hopefully convince you of that as we go through this episode. So let's talk about, first of all, why it's so important and Not just when you're looking for a job. So to be clear, this is not about, although I did an episode on branding for your resume, this is not about just looking for a job. This is about throughout your career as you look to get promoted, get selected for key assignments, or look for opportunities to leverage your strengths in like volunteer or board positions. So why is personal branding so important? Number one, It's going to differentiate you. You want to always avoid being seen as generic. And what I mean mean by generic is interchangeable, non-differentiating. Secondly, when people know what you're about, they come to you with Tony opportunities. Now, you can make a counter argument that, hey, I don't want people to know what I'm really good at because then everybody will want me to do it and I'll get overwhelmed. And that's a whole separate question, right? That's a whole separate issue around boundaries and saying no and all of that. But you do want people to think of you first and foremost when an opportunity comes up that would leverage your personal brand and your strengths. And then three, it helps you to make strategic career decisions. Your brand becomes a lens through which you view opportunities and choices available to you. And this can be on a very macro level, as in, should I take this new job or this promotion? And it can also be on a micro level. How should I respond to this individual? Well, what is my brand about? Let me give you an example at that micro level to help you understand. So one of my brands is an aspect of my brand is that I'm really smart and I work with smart people. 
and I'm really incisive and ask really intelligent questions. So if that's a lens through which I am evaluating a potential client, perhaps I choose not to work with a client, not because they're ignorant, I don't mean to infer that, but perhaps I don't feel like my skill set and my intelligence level is best served with this client. Maybe I'm more than that client needs. They need something very, and I do refer people infrequently, but I will refer people to folks who are not as experienced as me, who probably aren't as expensive as me, quite frankly, because they don't need as much genius as I bring to the table. A simpler approach would work fine for them. So that's what I mean by that micro level. So what are these mistakes that I see people making with branding? Number one is people who haven't articulated a brand at all. So the problem with their brand is they don't have one. They haven't even tried. And I will see this on a resume when they go right into their professional experience and there's no sort of introduction, no table setting, no framing for that work experience with a brand. So they just kind of launch right into it. And it's it's safe to say that these same people, if they haven't put any branding on their resume, I think it's probably fairly safe to say that they haven't articulated their brand for themselves. If it's completely missing from their resume, their LinkedIn profile, um, it's also probably going to be missing when they make introductions at a networking event, you know, meet new people and that kind of thing. And the reason that they haven't done this is one of two things. They've either have no idea how to do this, so they haven't even started, or they just don't even realize that personal branding is important. And I still talk to folks who I have to kind of explain why they want a personal brand. In the context that I'm working with them, it is usually in relationship to looking for a new job and how we how we position them on their resume and their LinkedIn profile. So let's go back to those reasons for having a personal brand. When you don't have one, you risk being viewed as the generic, right? The the low cost substitute for the real thing. You are not a you are not a Nike, you're not a Starbucks, you're not a Mercedes. You are a car, you are a cup of coffee, you are a, a pair of shoes. You can miss out on the best opportunities because when the decision makers don't know that you would be good at, at that thing or interested in doing it, they may make, you know, decisions not to work with you or not to offer those opportunities to you. And you may also make impulsive or inauthentic career decisions when you don't have that guidepost of a personal brand. You may choose to go and work for a company that doesn't mesh with your personal brand or a, a, a job duty or those kinds of things. So that's number one is you just don't even have any branding at all. Mistake number two is your brand is non-differentiating. And almost everyone that comes to me with a resume, if they have made an attempt to brand themselves on the resume, it is a very ineffective one. Here's what I kind of see most often is things like hardworking team player. Now, one of the acid tests, if you will, that I use in looking at a brand is number one, is the thing a description of the skills or experience that every single candidate should have. So perfect example is I was working with an accountant one time and I said, well, I was asking him a lot of branding questions. What makes you different? And he said, well, I'm good with numbers. 
No, that is not differentiating for an accountant to be good with numbers. It is a requirement. So that is not going to differentiate you. Also, a brand is not what you want. It's not an objective. It's not what you're trying to, what kind of job you're trying to get. It's not about you. Not not about what you want, I should say. So if you think about Nike, you don't see them advertising their athletic shoes as something you need to buy so they can spend more money on R&D or give huge bonuses to their senior executives. So, you know, that wouldn't really wouldn't resonate with you, would it? So your brand shouldn't be about what you want either. Employers don't really care what you want. I'm sorry to break that news to you, but they want to know what you can do for them. So things like hardworking team player, good with numbers for an accountant, experienced professional looking for a position that leverages skills and blank, blank, blank. And that's just an objective statement. And we haven't used those on resumes in a long time. So if you still have an objective, push the stop button immediately and go get it off your resume before you ever let that that resume see the light of day again. Mistake number three I see is your brand has been articulated on paper, but it hasn't been translated to your actions and your decisions. And we've kind of talked about that a little bit. You know, I think about the companies that have pretty cursive writing on the wall and it's their mission statement. Everybody can quote it by heart, but they're not walking the talk. They're not that is not a living, breathing mission statement. They don't make decisions with their brand in mind, and they often do things that are directly opposed to that brand. So how does that translate to you? Once you have done the work to identify your truly unique, differentiating brand for yourself, then that brand should inform your decisions about which assignments you take on, which promotions you go after, how you treat people which companies you seek employment with, and so, so many more things. Again, macro level and micro level. For example, let's say your brand is that you have consistently high retention rates for the employees you manage because you have an open door policy. Make an effort to spend one-on-one -on -one time outside of work with each team member, and you believe that on-the-spot praise is really important when you see an employer doing good, employee doing good. So you're very clear that your brand, the reason that you get up in the morning, what makes you different is how you manage people. And you've been able to articulate these three ways that you do that. So one day when you aren't at your best, maybe <laughs> you may be tempted to close and lock your door. You know, I'm just, I don't want to talk to people. But your brand says that you have an open door policy. Hmm, maybe I better keep my door open. You may be in a hurry one day and you may be tempted not to take a moment to thank an employee that you see doing good. They just Maybe they just handled a difficult customer relation. You stop and think, okay, my brand is that I catch them doing good. I can take 30 seconds to catch this client doing or this employee doing good, even though I'm really rushed. Or you may think you have too much on your plate to meet one-on-one. -on -one. So if one of your brands is, I meet one-on-one -on -one with these employees at least once a quarter, and maybe things are getting really hectic from above, and you think, I've got to cancel all these one-on-ones. Nope, 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 nope. That's my brand. I've got to make time for that. What else can I take off my plate? How else can I rearrange my schedule so that I do not have to forego or cancel, postpone these one-on-one -on -one meetings? Now, what's the solution? 
to these lack of branding, poorer branding, brands not in operation problem. As I said at the outset, if you can get help from a professional like me, a professional branding, a personal brander, someone like this, I highly recommend it. So in lieu of that, I want you to speak to people that you know well and in different capacities. So coworkers, direct reports, bosses, even people outside of work can be helpful. And you want to listen. What do, what do I do well? You know, where where do I where could I use help? And what do you keep hearing consistently from them? And here are some questions you can ask them. What do I do especially well? Is there something I have done that has especially impressed you and why? What do you see in me that you don't typically see in someone of my you know, whichever age, my profession, my seniority level, whichever most appropriate. So really talking to other people is a key way to help build your brand because if you're only looking at it from your perspective, you do not have that proper perspective to evaluate your own brand. I promise you this is true. So Here are the components of a great personal brand. Number one, it's going to summarize who you are, what you do, and why you do it. And it communicates your value and your expertise to others. Next, it showcases your unique value proposition. And finally, it is succinct and to the point. I want to make this clear that this is not a tagline. So when we're talking about taglines... You know, my my tagline is is something along the lines of helping high achieving professionals land their dream job. That's very succinct. There's not it doesn't summarize who I am, doesn't summarize why I do it. It doesn't necessarily communicate my expertise. It doesn't showcase the way in which I do it. Right. So that's just a tagline. But we're talking about a little bit longer of a branding statement. So here are some examples. I am an HR manager with experience in industry, consumer product, goods, and finance. I have led efforts to improve retention by as much as 40%, reduce time to hire by as much as 75%, and built a best-in-class HR function that serves as true business partners. So let's break that one down. Let's play with that one a little bit. Okay, we know you're an HR manager. Okay, that doesn't really differentiate you. But you have experience in three different industries, consumer goods, industry and finance now we know now here's where we get really specific about the value that you bring you're really good at improving retention reducing time to hire so you're going to make me more efficient i'm going to keep the people when i get them and you're going to serve as true business partners in the company you're going to really help the business unit leaders to manage their businesses and their their human capital more effectively So that's a a differentiating branding statement. Here's another example. As an operations professional, I have been able to save my employees as much, my employers, as much as 1.4 million by introducing lean methodology, conducting employee movement analysis, and helping employees do their jobs more efficiently. All right, so this is an operations person. And they have saved a ton of money, $1.4 million to their employers. And the way that they did that is introducing lean methodology, conducting employee movement analysis, which means kind of, you know, what, how many steps does it take you to get? I remember so clearly working with someone, I think he was with Bank of America and he was in an operations role and he did this kind of thing and he was able to quantify 
how many steps it took the employees in a whatever department he was looking at to get to the copy machine and was able to quantify how much time and essentially money would be saved if the copy machine were moved from here to here. So that's what I'm talking about, employee movement analysis, and then also helping employees do their jobs more efficiently. So I'm really into efficiency, effectiveness, cost-saving measures. And here's mine. I help high-achieving mid-career professionals land their dream job with best-in-class marketing documents, a job search strategy that optimizes their chances for success, and the interview skills to nail even the toughest job interview. One final word I want to give you about all of this. How you present your brand will vary slightly depending on the medium. So, for example, the the wording that I just used, I wouldn't put that on a resume because it has first personal uh, personal pronouns in it, but I could use the essence of it. I'm just going to write it a little bit differently. And I might also vary my words if I'm using that to introduce myself. I might say it a little bit differently if I'm introducing myself internally in my current employer versus introducing myself to a prospective employer and the people in that company versus if I'm at a networking event in the community versus if I'm at a networking event within my industry. But the essence of it should still be there, all the critical pieces. It's just tweaking a little bit the rest of it. So I hope this helps you. I hope this has given you some food for thought around personal branding, why it's important, what you might want to do to determine your brand, and then how you leverage it once you've identified it. And of course, I'm always here to help you with that. So let me know if if you want to talk further. Take care. See you next week. You've been listening to The Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.